episode seven for we're gonna throw this out probably november 29th or 30th uh, i am your host as usual chance watson with your other host as usual taylor wells wells we got two coaches that are apparently pricks yeah nothing new here <laughs> except for people who didn't play hockey growing up because then yeah wait a hockey coach was being a prick Ugh, i won't name drop but holy shit i can't i can only think of like one or two coaches in my what would that be 14 15 years of playing through high school that mm-hmm. weren't total pricks so uh yeah i mean this is just par for the course come on uh fuck i i mean <laughs> you can't count on anything in this world i guess uh, except for for coaches coaches being pricks <laughs> yeah Hockey taxes what pricks, is it taxes death and coaches being pricks yeah yeah Something well like that. i mean there is one other thing that you could count on and that's bet commish cashing out on time true i like that right there um, maybe I should pull up his ad before I do the awesome segue, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you ruined there. the segue. Yeah, I know. Now it's all fucked. Well, I thought it was in my screenshots. Now it's fucking not there. God damn it. <sighs> fucking just amateur hour He's right a here. Okay. betting bookie. He is. That's my go. There you go. Good work. Good work. <laughs> um, bet with the commish. Commish is our bet, betcommish.ag. He's our sponsor. Uh, Kamish offers 20% free play on deposits with zero rollover because rollover is a scam. Everybody's going to be listening and be like, what the fuck? Why does he yell that every time? And it's because in my head, Kamish yells that every time. Yep. I think, I mean, he's he's very emphatic about it. Um, uh, text 951-878-9411 or hit him up on Twitter at BetKamish to play some action. And always reject rollover because rollover is a scam. Bet Kamish, he pays on time always. We've had positive interactions with him the whole time that we've been using him to book some action. Uh, absolutely love the guy. Uh, good good stand-up fellow. And uh, he won't short you. That is true. We've heard good things. We've had good things. I mean, he still takes my money a lot, but that's <laughs> not necessarily his fault. No, it's not. It's, it's no fault of yeah, his. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's like going down to the casino and you walk out a hundred dollars <laughs> less. Like, well, that was, was going to happen. So at least I had a great time. Exactly, you can say that. Yeah. Well, and I, and I can say this because I I really do. It, it's it's because I'm not. I, I I like to tell myself this. I'm not a gambler because like a I, like a like an addicted gambler like that. Like you're gambling on everything. Like when hockey's not on. You're betting on, you know, competitive uh, cornhole tournaments. And, you know, you're just jumping just to just to throw a, a bet down. Uh, I basically don't do any gambling at all during the summer. Um, it's it's just when hockey season kicks up because I, I just love the game in it. And you've noticed this too, but it adds kind of a, a layer of, you know, excitement more to watching a, even if it's a boring hockey game like 0-0 and going into the third, you're still like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, if I got any, any sort of chunk of change on a game, you could have the two shit. I mean, you could you could even have, like, the best team in the freaking league against, you know, I won't say it, but that team. And, <laughs> the best team against <laughs> the Red Wings. 
<laughs> and you know, I was still like the other day. I was I was about to put some money on the wings just to just for the hopes and dreams of <laughs> oh, everyone the in Detroit. Are, the, the odds are great. Like you could, if you bet on the Red Wings right now, like every game is like plus three hundred for them. So you could throw down like a relatively small amount of money and make make it if they somehow pull off an upset. But uh, nowadays there there are no such things as upsets in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, is, I ultimately didn't do that. <laughs> there is only pain and suffering in the wing wheel uh, team. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's they're doing they're doing just awful. Don't. Don't bet on the Red Wings. If if I have any, if if you take any of my gambling advice in any of this, don't bet on the Red Wings right now. They're uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad in Motown. They're not even a, a hopeful underdog, are they? No, no. They're they're an absolute. You bet you bet the puck line for the other team to win by two, and even that's a bad bet right now because it doesn't pay anything because it's going <laughs> to happen. So, I mean, you could bet over unders. You know that's. That that's not bad. In fact, you could bet those because right now it's it's going over. So, oof. All right, I mean, enough sadness. Okay, I can move on from that. But yeah, um, if if you're looking for positive news, bet commish. Bet the commish all day, yep. every day. Yep, every day. Um, let's move into it. The headlines from around the hockey world, and especially because this is happening in Toronto and Calgary, two of the biggest, you know, Canadian hockey markets uh babcock is fired um and then we we kind of talked about it a little bit beforehand but this this uh once he got fired news came out you know everybody started this is basically the me too movement for people who have been afflicted by mike babcock um (laughs) um basically come out and share your story so you don't i mean is this gonna make it harder for babcock to find a job yeah maybe but he'll he'll find a team someone's gonna someone's gonna be in desperate need of a veteran that can come in and write write a write a rocky boat but um yeah i don't think he's gonna be asking any rookies to to name players with the least hustle anytime soon that's hilarious that's my favorite story of all the stories yeah that's for, for so for those those who are not familiar mitch marner was asked by babcock in his rookie year to, to rank every player on the team uh, for their lack of effort, I think. Yep. Uh, one being the least, thirty being you know the 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 least or the the most amount of effort, the least amount of effort. And I think at the bottom of the list was like Kadri and somebody else. Who they? And, uh, <laughs> Gardner. It's like all the yeah, guys they got rid of. Basically, well, and they all, <laughs> and then they, in I mean, as hockey players do, they didn't get pissed at Marner. They got pissed at Babcock because he forced him to do this, and. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if former Red Wings come out and say more shit about him. But, um, and I don't think anyone was really surprised because Babcock uh, has a history of being a prick. But um, I'll, let, I'll let you segue into uh, how this how this somehow uh, bled over to uh, his quote-unquote protege, Bill Peters. Yeah, um, a little more on Babcock. I think the thing with Marner's hilarious, and let me tell you why. Uh, (laughs) this is such, this is just like, without even like knowing Babcock from the outside, this is a story that like literally everybody in the hockey world just goes, yeah, that sounds about right. Like he was just spot on with some, just so, 
so asinine. Like, such a power move by, you know, Big Dick Babcock. And oh, always. I, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Um, I mean, as a coach, it's something that you always want to know from the player's perspective, but right. it's not something you sit down and give them a homework assignment and have them write a 10-page report on. Well, then fucking tell them. Like, hey, myth. Mitch thinks you're shit, bud. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, uh, you know I just I, one of your rookies. He's the, he's the only rookie on the team that year, right? Uh, <laughs> he he ranked your guys' work ethic from one to thirty. Let's see what he let's see what he put. Somebody's oh, name shit. that rhymes with Fitch Farner. <laughs> yeah. Who could that be? God damn it! But yeah, uh, yeah, and then you know, good old Peters. Uh, you know, once once someone talks, everybody talks. So yep. it's the it's the group waterfall effect, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, but uh, Peters, you know, over a decade ago, got a little racy. Uh, obviously, we won't repeat the exact terminology that he used on the podcast, but it. I mean, it wasn't good. Have I heard worse? Yeah, definitely. No, it's not good. But. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not good. It's just one of these stories where it's like, you know, 10 years later, like really where, like, where did this come from? And, uh, I know we talked a little bit before about, um, this, this whole football thing with Cleveland Browns and, uh, they're going through something very similar with racial slur or whatever. Uh, that's during a game. Whereas this was 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I'm. It just it's it's a very interesting story. It just feels like Calgary was struggling a little bit, and they just had this as their last card. And it, it I don't know. How do you feel? How do you feel about this one? Well, I agree with you on that. I mean, the timing couldn't have been better. Calgary's not not do it. I I honestly think if Peters, if this team is doing well, if this team's on like a six game winning streak instead of a losing streak, I think Peters still has his job. Yeah. Um, but I think. I think the fact that Calgary is not living up to expectations at the moment. I, if Look, if this didn't happen, would Peters still have a job? Yes. And if this happened with Peters, it, if Calgary was playing well, would he still have a job? Yes. But I think it's, it's like the worst case scenario for him where this happened, the timing of it is bad because, you know, I mean, the, the, the culture that we live in now, you can't, I mean, they'll, they'll pull up. I'm sure somebody's going to get angry, you know, watch Blazing Saddles. Some millennial's going to watch Blazing Saddles and then just get livid and want uh, uh, Wilder's head, even though he's dead. So, (laughs) I mean, it's just, like, watch, you know, watch any old TV or something. And I'm not, I'm not excusing the guy. Like, you can't, you can't say that. And that's fucked up. Um, You know, I I think in the context, I think people are kind of getting a little angry. I think he was... Peters was being, a, you know, kind of an old dude and coming in and disagreeing with his music choice and uh, referring uh, referring to it in a in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I don't. He didn't necessarily come up. But I think with that player, he was talking about. He was basically insinuated that because of this incident, this led to the end of his NHL career. And we talked about this before the podcast came up. But I'm sorry, I just don't buy that like i don't i'm not excusing peters's behavior but i'm not gonna like blaming race essentially insinuating that because of racism he didn't play in the nhl i just don't buy that 
Yeah, I mean, what he, he what did some reporter come up to him at the local grocery store while he's bagging groceries and ask him, you know, hey, what'd you used to do? And he was like, well, I was playing hockey until this occurred. And the guy's like, yeah, dude, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I'm sure you were. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, I, I'm not, like, I just don't, I just don't buy that. And I, the reason I don't buy it is because there are lots of other, like, see, I even hate that we're talking about this. We shouldn't even be looking, there shouldn't be a stat out there that looks at how many hockey players are white and how many are black and how many, that, that has nothing to do with any of it. But the fucking fact that we're talking about this, I mean, I guess the problem is still there. So, um, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be looking at, you know, how many black players are in the league, how many shit it shouldn't even be how many women players in the league. If if Kendall Coyne can outskate fucking, you know, Connor McDavid, then she should be in the league too, in my opinion. But what the fuck do I know? Um My point is this, like there's plenty of uh hockey players in the league that do just fine that aren't white. It's because they're good. You know, do you think and now do you think they've ran into some small town Canada f- farmer, uh, small town Canada kid that uh, referred to them in a bad way? Plenty. I'm sure. I'm sure they've ran into coaches, too, but they're still in the league and they're doing just fine. You know, they shrug it off just like anybody else would probably take shit for being it's, it's fucking it's a competitive sport. You're going to say anything you possibly can to get under the skin of your opponent. Yeah. And yeah. And I feel like it, there there are plenty other players in the league that are. I mean, PK Subban is probably one of the most popular players in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's taken some racial shit before, but he's doing just fine about it, and he's not kicked out of the league because he's black. In fact, he's doing just. In fact, he's probably doing. You know, he's probably more popular than everybody else in the league because he's black, which again shouldn't be the case. But here we go. I mean, here it is. Uh, unfortunately, I I've just. It's it's sad, in my opinion. This is really sad that this is, comes up because, in my eyes, hockey has always been that sport that has been immune to this kind of crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we've never had to talk about racial. It, it's been immune largely to the PC culture and all that because it's never it's never come up because it's not been a problem. And I feel like you, you've got reporters like Greg Wyshynski with ESPN who basically doesn't even comment on hockey he just goes around and looks for more tmz shit to make hockey you know drag it into the pit just like basketball and football and everything else where you know you don't even follow the sport anymore you just talk about who said this and who's getting married and yeah tabloid talking about tweets yeah exactly so it's not about the game anymore and he's trying to justify his he's trying to justify his uh career choice because ESPN hockey coverage is laughable at best and but he's got nothing else to do so he's got to sit there and talk about how you know he's got to act like it's the press secretary of Trump saying something instead of instead of a hockey player because because as we all know hockey players are just so well known for for how articulate with their words they are uh yeah uh uh yeah uh exactly yeah, that's yeah. Yes. Uh yeah, pucks uh, oh, in deep. What, what you, boys. Get puck get pucks deep. Uh yeah, we just gotta go out there and battle, you know? Yeah, pass shoot score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what do you want from these people? Like I just I don't get it. so 
I guess it comes down to the verdict. Do I think Bill Peters should have been fired or resigned? I've got a lot of conflicting reports on that. I don't know if he resigned or if he fired. I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, in either case, he's not on the bench anymore. Um, uh, my guess is it's like my week that I worked at McDonald's where I stopped showing up and then went in <laughs> to get my last paycheck and they were like, well, we need to have a talk. And I'm like, all right, I quit. They're like, and you're fired. Ah, oh, damn it. He beat me to <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> sure. No, I get it. I, I, I think what it comes down to, okay, does, does Babcock deserve to be fired? Yes, Babcock deserves to be fired because of entirely hockey reasons. Babcock got fired because he's he's lost the respect of his team. Yep. Uh, I feel like his coaching style is a relic of an older time, uh, strictly hockey related. I we, We've been, I mean, how many times have I ragged on the Toronto Maple Leafs in this podcast? Because the team, I mean, the coach and the and the fans, they just, it's a relentless grind. Peters, on the other hand, do I think Peters should get fired? I mean, you could argue that for strictly hockey reasons, do I think Bill Peters should be fired? It's a coin flip. You know, I'm not I'm not going to say no because Calgary is underperforming. Like for all intents and purposes, this is a team that should be in playoff contention and a you know, at least a what? Top 10 team to win the Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. Arguably maybe top 5 if you looked at early season expectations. Uh and right now they're struggling to make the playoffs. So, I mean, if you gave your coach a short leash, which I don't think Bill Peters had, I think this incident gave him a much shorter leash. All right. Um, but yeah, we talked about it before. If uh, if if Peters was, if Calgary was doing much better and this event happened, I think he would have issued a strong worded apology, and uh, the team would condone him and say that they'll keep an eye on him, and he'd still be behind the bench. But uh, I think this is a an opportune time for them to go in a different direction and see if they can fix this team because I mean Calgary's not playing well. So. Right. Um, yeah, that's my two cents. What do you think? Yeah, and it's a very interesting situation because a lot of people will take what we say and basically go, well, then we have a racist problem in the NHL. We don't have a racist problem in the NHL, right? No. Uh, something that happened 10 years ago, uh, just where we're at from now comparatively to even that time is just, I mean, you know, the, the society in general is more progressive and more aware of all that stuff, you know, talking and, uh, you know, freedom of speech and all that fun stuff but um in reality i think i think exactly that i think i think we saw calgary was basically just taking an opportunity to go wash our hands from this very easily and potentially you know save our season look at look at keith come in and go three and one you know maybe that's where we're going to be and we're going to revitalize the season right would a guy like barry trotz who 10 years ago used the exact same slur and hasn't had an issue since and, you know, maybe took his uh, notepad and bonked some player on the top of the head, is he going to get fired? No. No, no not in a million not. years. And so that's the thing for me is like, um, you know, but that's that's up to the team, right? That's where the team's at. Um, you know, I think the NHL, I think if, if – if Calgary would have said, hey, you know, this was so long ago, we still want to keep hold on to Peters, I think we would have seen him get some sort of a suspension, uh, you know, some sort of a fine just to kind of, you know, say, hey, we did something about it, right? But, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's, it's all circumstantial with this. So, um, yeah, Babcock versus Peters is a whole different story. Um, just 
just very very interesting situation and it's it's really interesting that it happened all in you know what like a 10 day span or something sure and it's like i'm not when i when i say stuff about the player that came i can't remember his name off top my head it's like akeem i just read it uh akeem alu alu okay akeem alu i'm not so when i when i say stuff about akeem i'm not defending peters but what i'm saying is like all of this is very timely like this guy's this all started with a tweet that came out and he was basically like wanted to tie the babcock situation to his own life to to basically complain about why he's not in the nhl essentially insinuating that racism is the reason why he's not playing which again we've we we just kind of covered is ridiculous like there are there are plenty of black players in the league right now more more than ever in the history of the game do you want me to read akeem alu's stats yes please read his stats okay yeah because he was he was really good um so this is it's exactly why he had any kind of issues just to put this to bed he had what was the what was the year it was like oh nine oh ten or wait Chicago I think Wolves. it was 2009. 2009? Uh, yeah, 2009? He had two points in five games. He had 17 points in 48 games the next year. Uh, he had nine points in 43 games. Oh, and by the way, these are all in the AHL. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's uh, – and, and I, <laughs> I did get confused at the beginning because I started looking at Hockey DB and – I was like, wow, 104, 133. I mean, maybe you know, maybe he's got a case here when he was playing for the OHL, and uh, those are Pims. So he, ah. uh, yeah, so he he's definitely not even a liability. Sure. So uh, yeah, and and that's where I'm coming down to this is it, this was a personal vendetta. He didn't. I mean, this is a personal vendetta. He's pissed that he's not. In, he didn't make the NHL. He's blaming it on Peters even though it sounds like he was a fourth-line grinder in the AHL. Um, He's blaming basically Peters on this. Now, does that excuse Peters' behavior? No. No. But the fact that he's coming out 10 years later and piggybacking on a situation that doesn't even have anything to do with Babcock. Like, he basically... Like, that. that's the equivalent... I mean, that's comparing two totally different situations by, like, you know, guilty of association, basically. Like, literally, the quote is like, oh, you know not surprised about babcock bill peters and it's like dude we're not even talking about bill peters <laughs> yeah but, every, but every, at one time at one time they coached together so apparently he's guilty by association <sighs> yeah i don't i, I don't d- even know again not defending peters's actions he he already admitted doing them and it's fucked yep. up but i look this guy i mean the fact that he got the, the fact that all of this happened because of a tweet from a guy who shouldn't have been playing? It sounds like from his stats should not have been playing in the NHL, regardless of any racism or not. I, yeah, I, I mean, something to come back to bite you. But now this is gonna—I wouldn't be surprised if this is a trend now. Like any player that gets pissed off by a coach, they'll drink, dig some shit up that happened 20 years ago. Oh yeah, well, and that's that's what I'm hoping. I just I really hope it doesn't get to that point because we see that a lot, um, like. It just this stuff gets blown up, and yes, I'm all for like people coming forward, right? Um, yep. But just it's it can start something that is just you know we're basically saying 
he did, he did, he also did, he didn't do it, and it's just like, where, when is that going to end? So um, hopefully that's not where it goes to. But, yeah, I don't think, I, th- I think Peters is going to take some time off, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens to him. I honestly think he could get another job. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I think Babcock and Peters could easily get new jobs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's there's plenty of teams that I think could easily use two guys like that. So, I think I think we'll kind of you know once all the dust settles and things like that, I can see both these guys obviously taking the rest of this year off. Sure. They're, I mean, they're gonna have they're gonna, they're not gonna be they're not gonna be able to be picky. Um, True. Like Bab like Babcock when he left the Red Wings, he was being courted by Cup contending teams that needed somebody at the helm to drive them to a Cup win. Now I think. Both of these, both of these coaches, Babcock in particular, they're they've gone from being courted by teams that need them to push the ball over the goal line to teams that need. They're gonna have to start with bottom dwelling teams and work their way up. That being said, I swear if Babcock comes back to the Red Wings, I will, I will stop. <laughs> I that it it couldn't get any worse. There's no way Iserman would do that. But oh my god, I can't I can't even I, I don't even want to think about it. You're gonna have bad dreams tonight. It's just gonna be Babcock's face multiplying into like a hundred little Babcock faces. Oh, I can't even. I don't even want to think about it. It just it upsets me greatly because that last thing we need is that he he get back there and just pit have have all the rookies hate each other. <laughs> Gets like Philip Zadina on there. It goes up goes up to like Abelcator. It's like, hey, uh, Zadina said that you're you're the lowest player on this team. He's like, yeah. I I am aware. I've been I'm telling you guys this for years. I know. Like I've I've told you. I don't know how you guys keep paying me this amount of money. <laughs> he even knows. <laughs> Do it for his kid, though. You know. Sedina, says, uh, Philip, I'd like you to. I'd like you to rate. I'd like you to rate all the players on this team, uh, from uh, from top to bottom in their effort. And it's just it's just one Larkin, two Mantha three Bertuzzi, and then it's like a 27-way tie. <laughs> oh, shit. It just Babcock says just 30. Calls, goes, from, Babcock, goes from 3 to 30. <laughs> Bab just, call, just calls the whole team in. All right, uh, Zadina thinks that uh, all of you aren't putting in the effort that we need. And they're like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> we, could, we could probably play better, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought you guys wanted the first pick. I you, I don't get it, guys. <laughs> we're just we just want the Lafreniere. Uh-huh. We just want Lafreniere. Ugh, don't we all? I've I've watched some footage on that guy. He's he's pretty sick. Yeah, he's uh, there's. From what I'm reading, it's this draft is going to be good in general. So yeah, um, I agree. Top five would be I nice. Agree. Yep, but. All right. Um, I talked about the coaches. Let's move into. You wanted to talk about the uh, Bertuzzo suspension. I do want to talk about it real quick. I, uh, having watched it and, and getting on Reddit and seeing the comments thread for um, NHL, whatever. Um, I. It's interesting to me that people still defend players like this. Uh, so I mean. People were posting like past issues that he's had and repeat offenders, so they're obviously posting those kind of things where he got suspensions for and stuff. Um, it's craziness, and as much as I hated this this whole thing with uh, Garrett Hathaway spitting in the Ducks game, uh, I think that's fucking disgusting and and 
you know, three games was, I don't think, quite long enough, but I was okay with it. Um, what Bertuzzo did is is completely intent to injure, and it, the fact that it gets one more game than some dude spitting on another dude's face while they're in a scrum, like, it's just, it blows my mind, and so I... I wanted to I wanted to bring it up just to kind of go over like this dude cross checks a player in the back, looks at the ref like what did I do? The ref is like sitting there with his arm up, probably telling him something like you fucking cross checked him in the back, you dipshit. Right, like stop trying to break his <laughs> spine, please. Quit trying to break. Well, and that's the thing is it was in front of the net, so he basically cross he came out of nowhere, cross checked him in the back, put his face into the post, which that's a that's an instant penalty. I mean, come on, dude. Right. And then proceeds to basically, after the ref tells him why he's getting a penalty, like brutally cross check him in the back again while he's on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are Jesus. you doing? So, I mean, he should have, in my opinion, he probably should have seen close to 10 games for that. And um, I kind of wanted to, we didn't really get to talk about it before, but I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it. Did you get to see it? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Let's so let's use the old Dusty Bender podcast. Uh, is this suspension worthy uh, logic here? So okay. um, we'll start with so is it so first off we look at it. Did it happen? Sorry, we've got I've got a my police scanner going off in the background. I apologize. I forgive you. I just Thank also you. had both my dogs who've been farting the entire time I've been recording removed Fantastic. from the room. So gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna have to turn that off here in a second. Um, <laughs> Uh, so okay, did this happen? Obvi- it obviously happened. This is not like uh, the play was going really quick and it looked worse than it actually was. Like no, this these cross checks happen. We've all been there when you've got you know an asshole defenseman behind you who does those you know downward push cross checks that make your tailbone fall out of your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this was I mean this was classic it. So okay, it did happen. Now let's move now. So once that's established, we move on from there. Was there intent to injure? I I would say yes. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, I, no. Were the words "I'm going to break this guy's back" going through Bertuzzo's head? No. But these weren't love taps, and these weren't like "I'm gaining position on you" cross checks or "I'm moving you out of the crease" cross checks. Like these were. I, I'm yeah okay. I'll intent to injure was there. Like these were not. There was no, like, gaining ground or making up for a mistake or anything. Like, he was fucking standing there, and yeah. he cross-checks this guy hard without the puck. So, intent to injure, I'm going to check that box. And then, and then was there an injury? Yes, there right. was. So, you've checked all the boxes here. You've got, did it happen? Yes. Was there intent to injure? Yes. Was there an injury? Yes. So, all of those boxes checked, we'll get to the horrible of this matter is that he only gets four fucking games yeah i mean basically this and the second one is the is in my opinion the worst of the two i mean and that's saying something because the first one is him coming in from like the hash marks and just dumping this guy into the crossbar uh, you know and then looking at the ref like what did i do then he turns into a three-year-old child with throwing a fucking temper tantrum and 
basically cross checks this guy like exactly what you were talking about basically scrapes it down the bottom of his spine arvidson i think is who it was yeah and just like looked after looking right at the ref like oh yeah you want to actually see me do something and fucking did it and like oh the, i just yeah i don't know where i just i don't i don't know how any of this is being there's nothing in the game for that like i that's <sighs> that's that's goonish stuff like we talked about this in the last podcast there's enforcers and there's goons. That's goon shit. Yeah. Like, there's that, and I'm almost not, as a fan and as, like, a, as a hockey fan, like, you know, the allure of a goon, it, it, they're just, the style and the need for a goon is, is very antiquated at this point. So back in the day, you'd have goons that basically didn't have any skill, but if you touched anyone that could move the puck or you did anything to any team, it was supposed to be a psychological deterrent to not do that because that guy would come fuck you up. Right. Now, nowadays you can have enforcers that, you know, like can retaliate, you know, Ryan Reeves, like if, you know, one of your players goes down, you answer, you, he goes for the bell. Like he stands up for a teammate, but Reeves also can put goals up. Like he can do that. Whereas, a goon, like they have no hands. They don't. They don't skill. They're only out there to do that kind of shit, and that doesn't help your team. And all that does is motivate the other team to fucking bury you. Yeah, it's I just mean, I, I I understand back in the day when you could get away with that stuff, but now now that that it's just so antiquated. I mean, it's that is either it, I, I I can't even begin to think of what his reasons were. For those like i don't know if he was getting really pissed off at the guy or you know sometimes the sometimes the circuits cross i get it but um god there's just there's just no hockey explanation for that especially nowadays yeah and i mean it's just it's not even that there it's not even the difference between an enforcer and a goon sometimes it's did this guy pretty much just black out and do something that like yeah. if you did on the fucking streets would require you to probably show up in front of a judge you know what i mean like exactly there's just exactly. There, there's that whole side of it and yeah it, four games i just i don't understand it i just i there's a there's a big joke on reddit going around that it's a fucking dartboard like they just they even even player safety doesn't know what the fuck they're doing they just chuck a dart and uh one yeah, game and like they just don't and know that is i think the biggest biggest criticism of it is is not if it was consistently bad or consistently, or sorry, let me rephrase that. If it was consistently lax or consistently strict, I think people at least would be okay with that. Right. Like, if, you know, if if anything happened like this, if they just slapped everyone with a fucking, you know, 10 to 20, like, you know, first offense, 10 games, second offense, 20 games. Like, if they just went balls out on the first go, or if everything was just, you know, minute slaps on the hand. Like, if they just never handed out big suspensions ever, I think people would be... You know, it still piss people off, but at least there'd be consistency. With this league, there's just it literally makes no sense. So I, I someone, and I think we've even talked about it before, but some someone brought up, um, you're out as many games as the injured player, right? So I mean, you would basically, uh, like we said, you you know, there's those three rules that we kind of have for our depending, you know, determining the suspensions. Uh, you know, if if we got to that third one and you had crossed off the first two. Mm-hmm. Right then, at that point, could you do it to as long? You're suspended as long as that player is injured. 
Sure. You know I, I mean? I've heard about this, and on the surface, I, I agree with it. And then... And then some, and then I don't because I think of immediately of situations where, like, so go back to our formula where you know did it happen, and then you say like, okay, you know, maybe what if it doesn't even check the first box? Like maybe it looks like this guy elbowed him from this you know fast angle, and then when you take a look at it in slow mo, the guy you know he completely tripped over himself, or you know it was his fault, or you know stepped on a stick or something, and the injury was resulting from that. Um, but you know, the play on uh, the call on the ice is different. Um, I mean, in theory, it sounds good. And, and in, for this, in, in, for these particular circumstances, like with this one with Bertuzzo, I think, yes, that works totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's not a one size fits all solution because there are genuinely accidents. Like when we go down that list, like, did it happen? Yes. But was there intent to injure? No. You know, right. sometimes freak accidents happen in our game, and I, I think it's not necessarily a guy shouldn't be punished for that if he if he didn't mean to. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I agree. I think it would just it would the only way it would work is if the other two boxes were checked. Right? Did it happen? Correct. Yes. Was there intent to injure? Yes. Okay, because he did injure him. Now he needs to be out as long as this guy's injured. Right. Right. So I mean, it, yeah, I I, uh, I I'm not against it because then I mean. You know, in that regard, right, um, you would get to one, right? Did it happen? Yes, right? I elbowed sure. him in the face. Um, you know, did, was there intent, right? So maybe there was an intent, right, which we were looking at with the Sunkist, uh, uh on Gibson, right? I yes. think we both yes. agreed there was no actual intent on it, right? Right. Um, so at that point, right, I'm okay with a, you know, I think we were fine with a fine on there, but just for the sake of the conversation, right, okay, he gets a one game. Right, right, and here's here's ten other examples of this exact thing happening. Yep. This is a one game because all of these were also one games. Here you go, right? Sure. So I mean, I can even yeah, I I can even wrap my head around. So say we check the first two boxes. Say we've got um, or no, let me rephrase that. Or yeah, that's what I meant to say. So say you've got. So did it happen? Yes. And then say, is there intent to injure from Bertuzzo? Yes. But say he didn't get hurt on that play. Mm-hmm. I could wrap my head around four games. Right. I could wrap my head around, like, okay, there was no injury on the play, but yes, this guy was trying to hurt him. Um, I can wrap my head around that. Right. You know, I could say, okay, four games is, is fine because, you know, he, he definitely was trying to go after him, but he actually didn't get hurt. And that works on the op- opposite end of that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, say the guy gets injured, but if you didn't mean to, like, you can't slap him with the full thing. But this situation in particular checks every fucking box right and you've got and then we should probably add in a fourth one here does this player have a history of this yeah i'm glad you brought that up that was going to be my only other answer to us being okay with the four games is okay if he got two on the last or you know if he got two on the last time and this is the next time yeah i'm okay with four right but if he had a six game suspension he should be seeing at least eight games you know what i mean like there's got to be that that criteria of okay he jumps up this many games with suspension and this many games right so yeah i i uh hey we agree on something look at that shit look at that that's that's rare as rocking so nice just nice day thanksgiving (laughs) you know yep 
yep, that's that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> no, I I think you gotta that whole system. They just they need to put they need to do something like how we just did. Like fuck, we're we're two drunk assholes sitting on you know the computer talking on a podcast about this, and we've developed a, a fairly. I, I mean, granted, I you know take it for what it's worth, but that's a decent formula on how to judge a suspension what and whatnot. You know, then you have to start. You can't because I understand that you can't arbitrarily assign like two games for a slash, like because slash right. the, the severity of slash you know varies. So um, I, I understand that, but uh, the best example of this I thought was Lar- Marshawn's licking versus what's his face is spitting. Like in my eyes, Marshawn should be fucked. Like if what's his face got four games for spitting, like Marshawn could have got could have gotten fucking at least five for licking a player. But he didn't. Yeah. No, I, um, I, so there's two things that we can pull from this. So, I mean, it's, you know, the fans are basically making up something for the fucking people who are getting paid millions of dollars. Or do the people who are getting paid millions of dollars need to be drinking booze on a regular basis so that they could make a valuable decision? Where's it at? Both. You know, probably both. Yeah, um, probably true. I don't know. I it, Department of Player Safety has always been a joke. I don't think any of us have ever. I, I mean, sometimes yeah, they get the call right, but the fact that what really fucks with their track record is just their blatant inconsistency. Like you, you just there's literally no way to know if there of what something's going to happen or not. Yeah. It's just tough. I, I I mean, and I think that's probably the biggest frustrating part about all of this is that there's just no consistency with player safety. Sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Yep. I agree. I think that's you're right. Nailed it. Consistency. No, cons- there is zero. Con- our consistency rating at this point with giving out suspensions is fucking long gone. It's probably it's got to be below ten percent. Come on. Oh yeah. Now, now I don't even guess. I don't even try to guess anymore. <laughs> like if I see a hit or something, like tonight, um, tonight, we'll we'll see that tonight. Maybe. Um, uh, somebody got in the. It was the Coyotes game with with uh Vegas. Mm-hmm. What's his face got elbowed in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- immediately went to the locker room. Uh, I mean, I I, I can't even tell you what it's going to be. I I have no idea. Couldn't even tell you. I mean, but based on my what I grew up on and what I've learned from player safety, I'm supposed to think that there's head contact and there's an elbow. This has got to be a suspension, yeah. but we'll come tomorrow and there probably won't be anything. So I, I have absolutely no idea. I can't, I have no idea anymore. I don't think anybody else does either. Yep. Now I got to go watch the video though. Oh yeah. You got I think it was an elbow on Larkin or not Larkin. Eakin. Sorry. Eakins. Okay. Eakin. Yeah. All, uh... um, I'll go, you know, I'll see it. Pull that up. Well, I so I'll introduce our next uh, topic. So, um, thanks. American Thanksgiving is a big. Uh, it, it's a milestone in the NHL season. Uh, a big one at that because a staggering statistic. This is from Sportsnet. Um, uh, let me pull that up here. Uh, since 2011, 78 percent of teams in a playoff spot at the American Thanksgiving at American at American Thanksgiving made the playoffs in April. Over the past four years, this is the breakdown of how many teams in a playoff spot at that point in the season stayed at the end. So in the 2013-2014 season, 13 of 16 teams that were in a playoff position made the playoffs. 
Same with 2014, 2015. 15, 16 was 12 of 16. And then 16, 17 was 13 of 16 again. So uh, roughly a 78% success rate on on this little thing. So uh, let's, I, I wonder, we won't do like a full top to bottom look at who's in playoff contention. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of want to, so roughly three to four teams don't make it. I think it would be interesting for us to say, which are those three teams that are going to fall out? Or or do you think it's going to be more? Oh, yeah. No, I, it, one thing on this stat, I, I think a lot of it is you come out to a hot start, you're already sitting pretty good, right? And sure. all you got to do is yep. continue to just kind of, you could even, you know, a team like Washington or a team like Boston in the East could pretty much just play 500 hockey to an extent the rest of the season and they're they're fine you know what i mean so it just kind of gives you that cushion and realistically if you're coming out to a hot start where you're in a playoff spot i mean you're you're you did something right during the off season right or you um you know still have the good pieces in place right um yeah we can do that though where do you want to start you want to start in the east yeah, let's start in the East. We'll just we'll just like, this isn't a team by team recap. We're just gonna kind of give our two cents on it. Um, I think I think we can even knock these out kind of quick in in the sense like the top teams. So Washington, Boston, they're they're making the playoffs. Yep. Um, leaders in the I mean leaders in their divisions, leaders of the conference, uh, both favorites to win the cup this year. Uh, the Islanders, obvious. I mean they're arguably the best team in the league technically. They're they're only let's see here. So they got 34 points. Washington has 41, uh, uh, but they're but they have uh, Washington has four games in hand on the Islanders. Yep. So uh, the Islanders could definitely storm back and, and take that division and give Washington a run for their money. Uh, this is where things start to get interesting. Uh, we've got we've got the Philadelphia Flyers and the Metropolitan. Um, I believe from my predictions, I didn't have them making the playoffs. You definitely predicted them uh, having a better season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their point total is largely because they've got five overtime losses. Yeah, um, but they're not a bad team. Uh, so, so right now, teams in Washington, Islanders, Philly, Boston, Florida, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Carolina. So, what team? So, if you uh, so the statistic goes, we'll say we'll th- say thirteen of the sixteen. So we've got that's sixteen teams that make the playoffs. So you've got to pick. Between the two conferences, you've got to pick two from each conference that won't make the playoffs that are currently sitting in a playoff spot. Okay, I can do that. Um, okay, so of of the of the teams that are in position right now, who do you think is going to fall out? Um, or you could do a three and one if you want, like three teams from one conference and one from the other, or right. all four, I guess, if you wanted to. So East is so sketchy for me. And I, specifically the Atlantic, um, I honestly I, I still feel good about Philly. I think they have kind of the the base that they need, where they have you know decent you know they're getting production from guys like Lynn Blom and Connecting and stuff. So I mean I still like their top nine over there. I still think their D is a little sketchy, but they're coming around a bit. Um, so I actually I don't think I, I think all three of those in the Metro are good. Um, Florida and Buffalo. I mean you're basically you know that you got Toronto in that division. You got Tampa in that division. Who you know both those teams. I mean, we've already seen it with with Toronto, right? Um, mm-hmm. Could catch fire easily. And and are they better than Florida and? Uh, um, what else did I say? Buffalo. 
Yeah, you better you better believe that they're better. Um, so I mean, you know, I think I think that's potentially a two for two swap we could see. I think Pittsburgh and Carolina are still fine. So I actually think you know those two teams sitting in a wild card spot. I mean, you look at their goal differential; they're they're a lot better off than Buffalo and Florida right now, right? And that's just that's something to carry as positive momentum. So I think I think for me in the East, I think those are those are probably the two teams that I can easily see dropping out and being filled by those those two teams I just said, so Toronto and Tampa. Okay, and I and I, um, I agree with you on Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to double down on my pick and say Philly falters and okay. falls out um, just because of that. But, I mean, it's it's not because I have a lack of faith in Philly. It's more that I have more faith in the other teams that are there. So, like, I, you, you've got Florida falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, honestly, the Florida Panthers are a good Bobrovsky away from being a top team in the league. True, but, but Lindsay, I mean, he's he's had 25 games, dude. I know. Oh, I know. It's it. it but, I don't know what he's doing but over there? They're doing quite well with him playing like dog shit. If True. he if he somehow finds his game, this team will be scary. True. Because um, right now they're already a tough. Com- they're a tough competition, and they're and Bob Roski is like letting everything in. Um. So if they if they sort out their goaltender problems, Florida will be quite scary. Whereas Philly, I just I. I they're playing quite well. They're a solid team. I just I feel like, um, and you're and you're right on the money. Uh, the two teams that are, I mean, Toronto and Tampa are going to get back in the race. I mean, right. it's it's not. There's no way with Toronto. Obviously, now that they got the new coach, they're reinvigorated. Uh, they'll finally get Mitch Marner back after a while. Uh, that that team is too good now and too re-energized to not make the playoffs. Uh, and Tampa, I mean, Tampa's got a few game uh, a few games in hand on everyone. They've only played twenty three games. Yep. Um, they'll, they'll come back in, uh, but everybody else, uh, Detroit's not going anywhere. New Jersey's not going up. Ottawa's done. Columbus might get scrappy and push for a bubble, but mm-hmm. they're not going to do it. Same with Montreal. Uh, New York will, will regress. Um, but yeah, other than that, the, the placings will definitely shift, but I, I I'm going to go with Buffalo and Philly, uh, dropping out mm-hmm. and Tampa and Toronto going in. Cool. I like it. And then in the, in the West... Uh, teams in right now, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Colorado, that's the top of the Central, Pacific, Edmonton, Arizona, Vegas, that's the top of the Pacific, and the wild card spots are Dallas and San Jose with Nashville, Vancouver, Calgary, uh, Minnesota, Anaheim, Chicago, L.A. looking in. So you've got you've got two teams in the East falling out. You can do one or two in the West. Okay. Um Oof, this this one's tough, man. I, uh, I I actually like everybody that's in right now. That's what makes it difficult for me. Um, so I you know I took two on the other one, so I'll just for the sake of things take one here. Um, I'm gonna go with San Jose. I know they're eight and two in their last ten. I just I don't like what I see from them really. They, I know they've started to come around a little bit recently, but there's teams that I feel are just a little bit hungrier. Um, and, and in the long run, just have a little more depth and things like that. Uh, Nashville, I think even Vancouver being young, I think they, they have you know better goal scorers up front. So um, I, I can see probably for me, it's either San Jose or Dallas. I think the Pacific, uh, those are the three teams I think we could, we could probably say, 
you know, are going to be in to an extent, um, you know, and, and I think the central, all three of those, uh, when, and well, actually looking at Winnipeg, I think, I think for me, it can either be Winnipeg or San Jose is kind of going to drop out of this eight that we have right here. Um, people that are going to come up, I mean, I just don't see Nashville, like, it's just, it's not going to be acceptable for Nashville not to make it. So um, I think Nashville is a team that could easily jump up in there. But, you know, like I said, I mean, it's, this, the West is actually a little, little tough for me just because I think, I think this is relatively set. Um, you know, not a ton of movement's going to happen, I don't think. Um, but, you know, you never know. Calgary could go, oh, shit, you know, we don't have our coach isn't punching us in the face every game, so now we can <laughs> score goals. So, yeah, you just never know. It's amazing how well I can think I, when he's not hitting me in the back of the head. I don't have a small, cloudy concussion the entire season. Um, that is a very good analysis. Um, and because you're right, the West is tough. Um, I'm going to agree with you on San Jose. Um, I I look at these standings and there's definitely teams here for regression. Mm -hmm. Um, I I believe that Edmonton and Colorado are going to have some regression. In fact, Colorado's getting it right now. Um, I just... problem with one line teams man you're just I, there there are very few teams some can do it some can do it boston's one of them boston's a boston's a one line team and it's just basically the posture knock show um i just don't know if colorado can do that i don't think they're gonna make the or i think they make the playoffs i just don't know if they're gonna do as well as they think uh and edmonton edmonton i think uh has had a great great start mm-hmm. um but i think there's gonna be a little regression there um Things things are good in Edmonton, I and I also think they're going to make the playoffs. I just think they might the the orders might shift up a little bit. Um, Vegas will find their game here soon, and they'll they'll get back into it um, with Flurry being gone for a little while. I think that's a problem, and they've just had some defensive issues, but um, nothing wrong with that team. They'll they'll figure it out. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's just going to be a simple swap of Nashville for San Jose. Uh, Nashville not only will I mean I I think. Nashville will probably push Colorado or even Winnipeg down to the wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashville will figure it out. They just need some. They've, they've got some new pieces. Deshane's got to get his rhythm there. But um, this is historic for Deshane. You know, it takes him a while to get accustomed to teams. Uh, if you look at if you look at his stats, his first year uh, beside Colorado uh, generally is not good with new teams. Yeah. Um, you know, he he did not do well his first year in Ottawa, and then his second year he you know he 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 increased his trade value so um i I, it'll it's only a matter of time until that team kicks up uh they'll they'll push into the playoffs i i I do agree with you i think san jose um while they you know they're they're doing a bit better the goaltending in san jose is too shaky um even on that winning streak jones is letting in you know three four five goals a night yeah and arendelle you know some one night he shows up and he's lights out and then the next he's getting you know chased from the building with six goals uh i just i just don't see the goaltending and this has been a problem for a while um san jose has you know their their players front end has basically dragged the goaltending into the playoffs kicking and screaming um ever since the days of since they had you know getting a balk off you know what i mean yeah um that was the last time they had solid goaltending that was like a you know true thing jones i thought was that but um 
his stats just aren't there. Uh, this this team is dragging his goal, their goaltending in, kicking and screaming, and I just don't. I think this year it might might be enough to to keep them down. Uh, Nashville's just too good to be to miss the to miss it. Um, Vancouver's going to make a push, and I don't. I just don't see Calgary. This is this is not going to be a Toronto situation where Babcock's gone and the team unites and does better. I think if anything, this. Because I because I don't think the problem in Calgary is the coach. Right. I don't think Bill Peters was the problem. Well, um, we know whereas, who it is. What's that? I said we know who the problem is. Oh, we absolutely know the problem is. Uh, what, yeah, why isn't somebody digging up that tweet on Milan Lukic? Somebody, somebody go back thirty years into Milan Lukic's Twitter feed. Well, Twitter hasn't been around that long. But go back and see if he said anything mean. You know, in like a in like a high school newspaper or something, Jesus. so we can get. So we can get Milan Lukic off. You know, maybe he was more 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 likely than not he was bullying somebody in school. So somebody come out with PTSD and say that you that you ruined his life. So we can get Milan Lukic off the the roster. He's just gonna turn it into they made fun of his giant shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just yeah. That and that's the sad part is that I'm not like I'm joking like to be sarcastic about it, but that is honestly how this works now. Like, you don't like somebody, dig some shit up that they said, you know, when they were a kid or, you know, 20 years ago or when they made, you know, one bad call and now and, and then now ridicule them, now destroy them. Find me, find now me they deserve- one kid who didn't do something stupid when they were younger not, or, or one coach single- like back in the day when it wasn't, you know. When it yep. was, you know, not, I mean, not saying it was a norm back then, but it was definitely, you know, in the heat of the moment, you never know. It just, sure. There, I'm sure there was a million coaches in that just, but yeah. Yep. Oh, hundred percent. So I, I just don't see Calgary. This is not a uniting moment. This isn't, you know, leadership listening to them. And now they're finally free of Bill Peters's yoke. Uh, this this team is struggling. There are problems on the ice. Milan Lukic is definitely part of it. I don't understand why he's still on the first power play. Uh, for the life of me, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> not to mention, and, and, and it, to be fair to Lukic, I can't believe I just said that, but there are other team, There are other problems on this team. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau is not scoring like he used to. Uh, Monaghan is not playing like he normally does. Um, the goaltending is very, you know, uh, what is it, Riddich? Yeah, it's, I, I've heard it both ways, so Riddick or Riddich. Riddick, yeah. Well, it's, in any case, uh, he's inconsistent. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why they have Cam Talbot. Uh, he wasn't good in Edmonton. I don't know why Calgary thought, oh, he's just underutilized or not. You know, they didn't say enough nice things to him there. No, it's he wasn't a good goaltender in Edmonton. He's not going to be a good goaltender in Calgary. Yeah. Um they're they're just two average goal you've got one at goalie that's average to below average and can talbot and then you've got riddick who is wildly inconsistent uh can play lights out one night and then and then be below average the next so uh th- this team has definite issues uh, i think just last year the scoring you know the everything was clicking for this team the top the top six and they were getting it done with scoring uh and now now that's that's a problem. So yep. uh, I, I just don't think Calgary is going to get it. I wish they did. They're one of my favorite Canadian teams. But uh, I just don't see them uh, 
bringing this back up, unfortunately, for them. So uh, I will just go with one as well. I think everybody else that's in will stay in. St. Louis is doing just fine. Uh, well, maybe Saint, like, maybe I'll even say St. Louis is going to have regression because they're just injury-plagued horribly right now. Yeah, but you got to – you got to – I mean, just from like a hockey standpoint, you got to be – you know, looking at it as more of a, you know, they're going to get those guys back and, you know, it's, it might be, you know, some 500 hockey, but in there somewhere, but, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're still in that division, especially, I think they're still in my eyes, they're still the best team. So I, I, uh, with Senko dropping, I don't know. I think it makes it closer than it is. Um, and not to mention they are first in that division, but their record is 15, five and six. So they're they're at the top of that division right now because like technically they have more losses than Winnipeg and Colorado. It's just they lost six of them in overtime or a shootout. So yeah. another another argument of let's get rid of the stupid fucking loser point in overtime, but Yeah. Everybody everybody hates ties, so we can't go back to that. Nope. Fuck ties. I, I I'm not advocating going back to ties i'm just saying i this is you've used you've used this line to me before when talking about how we do payouts in fantasy hockey this is hockey this isn't another sport where you make a little bit of money for getting second place Mm -hmm. and i just don't understand being rewarded for not having a conclusion at the end of regulation yeah it just doesn't like because i mean teams have freely admitted now like when when shit's hitting the fan when you're pushing for a playoff spot teams will purposely just drag out the last five minutes of a game so both teams can get a point yep i mean i'm I, you know we have the same argument there i mean it's just yep. but i mean the way that we're sitting right now right i mean with this overtime point if you can grind out, even if it's a loss right now, if you can grind out to get the overtime, and then even if even if you're losing in the overtime or the shootout, I mean, you're you know you at least still have the fight in you. So that's I mean, sure, you know, where you we're know, sitting the, the right points. now, that's yeah, we can't hate on a team too much for having having a couple of those points because it's, it's legally you know it's what sure. they're supposed oh, no. to do. Oh no, I mean they're they're playing the rules. Like I get it, and yeah. it's and it's fine. I mean it's just. Uh, you know that that's two separate arguments. Like you know, do you, do you rework the win loss structure, and then there's you know, do you keep the shootout? Um, the shootout is as much as I don't like it now. It is a necessity. I just think we should do Torts's idea. Well, no, Torts's is play overtime until people start collapsing. Um, I you you double the time of overtime. You keep it three on three, and I guarantee you. 95% of games will end in three-on-three, ten-minute overtime. Yep. Just give them five extra minutes. Like, we keep the shootout because I, I understand – I don't like it, but I understand the purpose of the shootout. Like, it's – you can't have a game go six periods into the night. Like, we can't do continuous overtime in the season. I get that. But three – I mean, Christ, three-on-three three with five minutes now, most games end in three-on-three three overtime anyway. Right. I, I understand, like, having that – it's like a – like a stop gap like say there's just those two teams that are just so close even 10 minutes of three on three doesn't end it then yeah okay let's go to the shootout so we can get the next you know program on the tv i get it but um yeah Yeah. that that loser point that loser point system in my eyes has just got to go 
I will say, 3-on-3 OT on Wednesday at the Yotes game with a shootout at the end was absolutely fantastic, even though my yeah. duckies lost. So I, I agree. I think I think you give them the 3-on-3 three three and then give them a quick break and then f- switch sides and go 3-on-3 three three again for five minutes. But, yeah, I have no problem with the shootout. I think it's, it's fun for the fans. And realistically, I mean, what that's a great way to end a game. Right, so I yep. mean, if you if you have to do it some way, that's I mean, I guess that's that's what we're gonna do. So, yeah, I'm. I, we'll get uh, to that. We'll get to yeah. that when they start doing the reformatting for the Seattle team. That I'm they sure won't that they'll use that. that. They won't even care, dude. Yeah, they're gonna be like, they're gonna be like. I mean, the only thing I can see them doing is going to a format like that because technically they could make more money with that, right? Yeah, people are there longer. They could, you know, if it, I don't know if. It was going to OT, or you know, if it was tie game after two periods, I they wouldn't close the beer shop early on me. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. Nope, I get it. All right, let's uh, let's shift to fantasy talk. Yeah, we so I I mean we can we can do this real quickly to an extent. Um, yep. The only thing I really want to say I wanted to get on here. Um, I, I usually will say who to pick up. I I want to kind of spend this time going over some people who I'm gonna I'm looking at dropping. Oh, I right. like that. Let's do that. Yeah, so let's do that. So one, one for me, and this is, you know, I know um, he had nothing again tonight. He's just, he's not doing anything. I don't know where the issue is, but uh, Clayton Keller, I mean, it's it's time. Um, I, I basically have held on to him because he's on the Coyotes, and it, it was fun to, you know, keep him on the roster while I was going to the game, and, you know, I'm wearing a Ducks jersey, and I'm yelling, come on, fucking Keller, but, you know, <laughs> But I, it's just it's time. Um, I just I don't know if it's the system with with Talkit. I don't know what it is. Uh, but he's he's just he's not producing. He's not he's not quite. You know I don't want. I'm not ready to say he's not quite the player that everybody thought he would be. But he he's definitely turning into more of kind of a second line has to be paired with you know the best sniper in the league kind of guy. And um, it's yeah it's definitely time to drop drop him. I I mean I do think a lot of it's the scheme, but. Um, you know, there's guys still on the Coyotes producing. I mean, they scored four goals. You know, or they they you know still are scoring goals to an extent. So, um, yeah, for me, you know, guy like that, guy like Nick Schmaltz, right? Same same deal. Um, you know, those are just those are guys. Just a couple names that I'm, you know, myself looking at dropping. And um, it's not even that there's anybody that's just killing it in in our, you know, in our uh, in our waiver wire. It's just there's guys that are even putting up one point every couple games instead of one point every 10 games so um yeah yeah, those are my two guys it's it's time to drop them all right fair enough i i mean that's a good one um i actually have one good one because i I did drop this person recently um i rostered in 39 percent of leagues uh he was uh, over 40 after that um well according to espn but take it ESPN also has Rupe Hints at only 40% owned. Like, sorry, we're do- we're talking about drop, but if that's any accurate at all, if you don't own Rupe Hints in your league, like, he's the leading scorer for Dallas, and he was out for two weeks. Like, pick up Rupe Hints. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Anyway, um, for dropping, if you have Tyler Johnson on your team, drop him. Yep. Uh, it's... It's time. Uh, Tyler Johnson has been, he has always been a consistent source uh, for points for the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in the past. Uh, he's never been, you know, he's never the leader, but he's that guy, that winger that's in the top six that will, you know, be 
just be fortuit, you know, pick up from playing with better players. Um, this year, it's just not happening. Uh, he's getting shuffled around the lines a lot. Uh, I don't think he's getting power play time now. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't picked up a point in at least ten games. Uh, his time on ice has has been cut. You know, he's going from fourteen to fifteen minutes a night, roughly. Uh, he's only got four goals and six assists on in twenty two games played. Uh, if you have Tyler Johnson rostered, just it, it, it's tough because a lot of people see him as a consistent. Like he's not gonna he's never gonna blow it up, but he's always been consistent with points. That's why he was on my roster. Um, and not to mention his eligibility. Uh, Johnson qualifies for center, left wing, and right wing. So also something attractive to keep him with. But uh, there's just he's just not. He's just not Tyler Johnson anymore. I think he's getting up into his 30s now, and he's falling more to a support role. And uh, he's going to be a kind of a plug-and-play kind of guy until maybe he – I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. So Yeah, um, and I mean, there's yeah, guys like Palat and Kalorn on that team that are, you know, doing do, something to Do the same to an thing, extent. but better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I know I know some Spokane folks are going to get angry at me for saying that, but uh, – They're going to find sorry. you, dude. I know. They're going to get you. That's what they do. Pretty much. That's your hometown um, boy right there. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, only, I think I played against Johnson once when I was a kid, um, and they his team spanked us. Just dummied so, you, huh? Oh yeah, it wasn't even remotely close. But then again, he was he was definitely older than me in, in age group. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't remember if and if that I never played with the kid. But uh, yeah. yeah, in any case, um, yeah. So Johnson Johnson's a good drop for fantasy purposes, and then. Um, Let's see here. Do I have anybody else? Uh, I had Nick Letty on my roster for a second, but that's not a good one. He's kind of a waiver wire pickup anyway. Um, I guess I could I could relay relay back to my last episode. Uh, if you've been sitting on Eric Howla, um, it's time to drop him. Uh, he he is. I think he he might still be the leading scorer on the team, like goals wise. I could be wrong on that, but he was for a while, and he had a hot start, and he was doing great. But uh, his knee injury is is basically gonna going to hamper him from doing that so uh if you're if you're holding out hope uh there is no timetable for his injury to get better he's not skating so i would i i mean you want to put him in ir you got an open ir spot go for it if not send him to the wire send him packing pack your shit yep cool um you want to touch on betting stuff at all or are you good to go let's do it uh the bet uh uh, bet commish gambling corner bring it in let's talk about it um this is the first week i'm actually going to start writing down my picks so i can actually start keeping track of these um i know i said i was gonna do that last week and then i forgot so uh we're gonna we're gonna pull up the games right here real quick and go down real quick so uh this is gonna be for saturday november 30th uh looking at games here oh we got it's a big docket big docket um Okay, I like the I'm liking the over in the Predators Panthers game. What is um, it? The over bet over bet has been pretty solid recently with uh, the Panthers, considering we we mentioned Bobrovsky's struggles lately. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that's that's not a bad bet right there. Uh, I'm also there's a rematch between the Blackhawks and the Avalanche. That game tonight went five two. That's also, a, in my eyes, another decent over bet um, because all Blackhawks are going to do is shift out. If, if Leonard didn't play tonight, then it was Crawford and vice versa. 
Um, I don't have much faith in either one. Uh, so I would I would bet an over on that as well. I actually won that bet tonight. Um, Hawks and Hawks and Avs. Yeah, it was Crawford um, tonight. Crawford, yeah. So Leonard will be in. Uh, you might you might expect a little better play, but uh, I still think that um, the Blackhawks have too many offensive weapons. They'll turn that offense on in the in the, in the match in the in the rebound. So um, that's not bad. And then if I have to pick like a straight up uh, money line game. Uh, Depending on the line, I like. So, by the way, let me clarify this. There are a lot of obvious picks on here, but I do this based on the value. Like, obviously, I'm going to pick the, like, just for wins. Like, yeah, I would pick the Capitals over the Red Wings, but that line is not going to pay anything. Like, you would have to bet probably $20 to win $2 on that on that bet because the Capitals are going to win that hockey game. I mean, if you just want pride, sure, <laughs> bet on the Capitals. Like, I... I guarantee you, like, it's the lock of the century that the Capitals will win that game. But, um, no, uh, for the value, what I'm looking for that would be close, uh, I would take the Coyotes over the Sharks. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I'm going to write that down. There we go. Yotes, straight up. Yeah, I would take the Yotes in that one. Um, otherwise, I would bet puck lines, in, you know, games. Uh, bet the puck line in the Caps game. Sure, why not? Their Caps will definitely win by two in that game the red wings have lost by four more goals in the last like three games that they've played um it's not getting any better jimmy howard's hurt they've got calvin pickard and bernier in and bernier has been sick uh yeah i definitely um going to sunday uh rematch between the bruins and the canadians i i like this game for the over because i i don't necessarily think that the canadians are going to strike revenge i think the bruins might actually win this one too so maybe you could take that if you wanted the line's good but uh, i like the over in this game uh carry price is struggling at the moment uh i covered the over when they played the new jersey devils on thanksgiving uh this is gonna be a good game uh they'll be a little more feisty canadians will be looking for something to prove but uh i don't think they're gonna stop their skid with uh probably arguably the best team in the league yeah um, I, I actually, I mean, it's I, it's not one that I like as much. I'd want to see the line on it. But same on Sunday as that Oilers-Canucks. Um, I think that's one I can easily see going over as well, depending on what the line is. But, okay, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to take a hot second from betting on the Oilers straight up because they, uh, they lost me some money on Wednesday, so they can gotcha. suck it. Here, I'll write, down your, I'll write down your picks too. So you've got Oilers over Canucks? Yep. Or no, you said over in that game. Yeah, so I'd take the over in that one. I this is one I would probably just depending on how ballsy I was feeling and if I, you know, was able to drink any beers and go from there, I would actually take the Canucks at home, but uh, that's just that's just They might be the underdog in that game too. That's so. yeah. I, I've been trying to dance around with some of the underdogs to see what I could figure out, but um, yeah, haven't been overly successful with that. So gotcha. Um, any any games from uh, Saturday's docket? No, I, I like the Coyotes one. I finally, out of betting on the Coyotes four times this year, they finally uh, paid some dividends against my my Ducks. So I won all around. You know, I felt real nice. good about myself. Um, yeah, I. Uh, other than that, yeah, I like I like the Avalanche at home. Um, oh man, that's going to be a grudge match. So they're in Edmonton the night before Canucks and Oilers. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I mean that's you know those are Avalanche over Blackhawks. I would probably do that too, and I, I wouldn't be afraid of going over on those either. So same same thing sure. there. 
Sure. Um, looking look, look, just uh, sporadic games until we try to shoot for our for a Wednesday release. So I'll I'll just kind of look at games going to Wednesday. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, December third, Maple Leafs Flyers. Uh, if the line is decent, I'd like the the Leafs over the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Flyers might have a decent line on that because they've been playing well. Um, but I think I think the Maple Leafs are going to be a juggernaut. So uh, definitely don't mind that. And then um, maybe the Golden Knights over the Rangers. Rangers have done a decent job of, of making themselves to be good. Uh, Golden Knights are kind of uh, fledgling at the moment, but I think they're going to figure it out. So that yeah. wouldn't be a bad bet either. Cool. All right. I think that's I think that's that's it. You got anything else? No, that's going to do it. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, once again, remember if you're going to book some action, do it with betcommish.ag. Um, the guy the guy's awesome. He'll he'll work with you on any way you want. He's on Twitter. You can text him. You can uh, send him a Telegram. I don't know if that's not true. He probably probably is not set up for Telegram, but yeah, not anymore. I think he uh, used to. If there was a system for it, if there was like a like if like if there was like a market for it, like if there were people who truly like put in their bets for, with telegrams, like he'd just be, he'd just be sitting there on fucking game night. Oh, we got another one in. Is that a telegraph? Is that is that what that is? I don't know. Now it's starting. Now, like towards the end of that, it kind of started sounding like you know some Morse code shit. Yeah, but isn't that... I, th- I thought the beeps was a telegraph. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a fax. I don't know. That archaic... That archaic He's shit. Just fa- fax, yeah, fax your bets. Fax your bets. Your bets. From your dial-up <laughs> machine. <laughs> All right, yeah. Pro- promo code fax in your bets. Fax your bets. Aye, and if it, So that's... There's the promo code, and if you actually fax him, he's gonna have to. He, he there's no way he has a fax number. Nope. So there's, don't even try absolutely... it. <laughs> Damn it! Somebody, somebody gets the number that I read at the beginning of the podcast. Like I sent him a fax, it didn't didn't go through. Some dude in like Western Canada is like, why are these people <laughs> faxing me? <laughs> it's just written on. It's just like written on a piece of paper. Got the hawk straight up. Hawk straight up. Guys like no, no, no information, nothing. Just who is this? <laughs> Guys even like hockey. Got the, <laughs> got the hawk straight up. Yeah, don't yeah, make sure to text nine five one eight seven eight nine four one one. Not don't or message him on Twitter. Don't don't send him a fax. I don't I don't think he's set up for that. I don't know. He could be wrong. Maybe he sent, maybe he'll set it up for for you folks that have refused to to get with the twenty first century. We'll get clarity on the fax thing. We'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, those those wanting to fax it in. Cool. Love it. All right, this has been us. Uh, we will. We were a little late this week because of the holidays, but uh, we're we're shooting for Wednesday release. Yep. Um, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter. We're we're trying to do real good on that, and uh, we're also active on Facebook as well from time to time. And uh, please share your stuff. Tell your friends about us. We appreciate it. And uh, some exci- some some uh, stuff in the planning stages, but exciting stuff that we've been talking about for the new year. So um, we'll 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 keep you updated as we go along. That's right. Perfect. All right. This has been us. We'll see you later.